0: Hey, hi, hello everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of Sense and Sensibility. Today we will be finishing the Sense and Sensibility book, and next we will be going on to The Great Gatsby after we watch the movie. Absolutely. Like, we're, wa- we're watching a movie next. We're watching the Sense and Sensibility movie that has um, Alan Rickman in it, and then we will be watching, reading. We will be reading The Great Gatsby. Wow. Wonderful intro. Cold open, if you will. Not really. That's not a cold open. It's fine. I, You guys know what you're here for. If, if you're this far into the Barely Bookish podcast, you know what it's like. But yeah, that's basically all I have for you guys in the intro. We are reading um The Priority of the Orange Tree in the Barely Book Club. So if you are, have been really kind of afraid to read it, and I get it, We will be reading it for the next eight weeks. We're reading about 100 pages each week. Each week, just, we end at chapters, so, like, it's close to 100 pages each week, but, like, not exact because chapters don't always end at exactly 100 pages, but we will be reading it together, so if you've been kind of nervous about conquering that book yourself, um, you can join the Barely Book Club, and it's, if you go to barelybookish.com slash connect, there's a link there, and then you can join us, and it's a lot of fun. And you'll have some great people to hang out with. So I really hope you'll join. But without further ado, let's get into the uh, next episode. So now we're on to chapter 45 so eleanor after willoughby leaves is just like trying to pull all of her thoughts together and she goes up and sees marianne she's and marianne seems a lot better and then 30 minutes later mrs dashwood shows up like willoughby is lucky he left when he did because otherwise colonel brandon and willoughby would have saw each other on the road yeah like that is a close encounter
1: And Eleanor's been up for, like, a super long time. Like, this girl's just going crazy. I know.
0: They don't talk about her sleeping at all. (laughs) She's, like,
1: strung out. (laughs) Like,
0: Like at this point, I think she's been up for, like, 40 hours.
1: I don't know if it's that long, is it? Well, because,
0: think about it. She didn't go to sleep at all the day before. Stayed up all night.
1: Oh, yeah, you And now it's
0: day two of her being awake. And they don't mention her napping.
1: At least 36, I'll give you that.
0: Yeah, like we're getting close, because once it hits midnight, then that's the 48-hour mark, and it's 10 o'clock when they show up. So she's getting close to like 48 hours. She's probably tired as all get out, and she's just like, if if my mom can get here soon, that'd be great, so I can go to bed. I hope she got at least like an hour to nap, maybe. Kind I mean, I'm God. thinking
1: that she's at least, like, sitting with Marianne, but, like, shutting her eyes. I hope so. For uh, Eleanor's sake, let's hope.
0: Yeah. So, Mrs. Dashwood thinks that, like, Marianne's dead. She's, like, worried out of her mind. And then Eleanor knows that Mrs. Dashwood's going to jump to this conclusion. So, she runs upstairs and she's like, Marianne's doing great. And her mom's, like, bawling her eyes out, and she's, like, super relieved.
1: She was all worried she was going to come in on her dead daughter, who is, like, kind of her favorite.
0: Kind of her favorite. They're they're the the most similar. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, super close. So, um, also, somehow Colonel Brandon told Mrs. Dashwood that he loves Marianne in their ride over.
1: Can we just, like, pause for a second? And... Mm -hmm admire the fact of how many times people realize that Colonel Brandon loves Marianne. Like We (laughs) all already knew Mrs. Jennings is on to it like the second that they meet. And everyone is already suspicious of it. Eleanor already knows. And then at one point she's like, oh, I think he loves her. It's like, you already knew that. Yeah,
0: but now Mrs. Jennings is like, oh, maybe he loves Eleanor. And I'm like, no, they're just like homies.
1: Yes, but you almost saw it.
0: I was... I was starting it like, I don't know if I was like persuaded, but I was nervous, like because everyone <laughs> kept mentioning it, you know, so I'm like, does he like, has he switched? But I the never... thing is
1: is they are very similar people, it's, yeah, like with who Eleanor is and the kind of people that she likes, yeah, it wouldn't be all that shocking. I was just it's just starting funny how does people are like oh my goodness i think he loves her it's like we've known that since like chapter four (laughs) i know it
0: was very out there from the beginning you know he's holding what is that a candle for her the entire time oh yeah so eleanor and her mother are talking about like colonel brandon and marianne a lot and like (laughs) i was not very clear on when colonel brandon had left the room so i'm just imagining marianne or um mrs dash would be like that colonel brandon fella love him for my daughter and colonel brandon's just like "Mm?" and just like slowly scoots out of the room because he knows I feel like he doesn't even
1: care i don't think he cares that everyone knows like he's like hopelessly into her and thinks he has no shot
0: i know I kind of love that for him. Not that he has no shot, but I kind of love the fact that, like, he doesn't care who knows.
1: Yeah, no shame.
0: Uh, Mrs. Stashwood thinks this is the greatest match of all time. And then also says that at one point she didn't like the look in Willoughby's eyes.
1: And (laughs) Elmore's like, yeah,
0: right, Mom. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay. I think I said that, but all right. Oh, yeah. Um... And then she also suggests that maybe they move to Delaford, which Eleanor's like, no, please, I don't want to do that at all. No, thank you.
1: No, I think that means that she thinks that Marianne is going to end up with Colonel Brandon because Delaford is where he lives.
0: Yeah. This is when... Um, that's when the mom was uh, mrs dashwood was saying that and she wants marianne and colonel brandon dead together and she was just like oh if they end up together we can all move to delford
1: oh okay okay blah, blah, I misunderstood. Blah,
0: blah. no you're fine so and you know eleanor's just thinking that's where lucy and edward's gonna live i'd rather die
1: <laughs> lucy and edward my goodness what a what a mess yeah so and, then, 46, and then finally no first finally mama dashwood is like eleanor please for the love of all that is good in this world get some sleep
0: yeah and then eleanor's like yeah cool cool and then she just passes out basically <laughs> she's
1: like all right, all right. <laughs> you know,
0: i'm i'm gonna cut this out but you remember when jacob stayed up for like three days and then saw a lion yeah but dude, it was i don't believe mailbox. anything
1: that man says i don't believe anything <laughs>
0: I think about that all the time.
1: I actually do too, but it's also like, why did you do that? I don't
0: know. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think about it all the time.
1: Eleanor just, like, imagined this whole thing with Willoughby. She's just, like, (laughs) so strung out and tired. (laughs) Strung out on all that Coke. She's
0: getting a secondhand high. I don't know how Coke works, but...
1: Not like that! (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) After I said that, I'm like, I think that's weed. I'm just imagining that my entire family can hear me on this podcast episode talking about cocaine, and they're like, hmm.
1: It's like the fifth time Rachel's brought up cocaine. (laughs) What's this book about? Is she reading Jane Austen? (laughs) Oh, also, I forgot to mention at the beginning. Yeah. Important announcement, folks. I am wearing Jane Austen socks that I forgot (laughs) that I had. It was a really lovely, constructed sentence, but. Fancy. Here, just a second. No one can see it except Rachel. Oh, those are cute. I I gotta show you the other side. There's a
0: silhouette. (laughs) Oh, I like those. Those are cute. So, chapter 46. Marianne asks Colonel Brandon to come to the room so that she can thank him now that she's feeling better for, like, bringing um, her mom to her. And, like, Colonel Brandon comes in and he looks... Kind of distraught, and he's a freaking
1: wreck. He thinks that she's dying.
0: Yeah, Colonel Brandon basically is looking at Marianne right now and seeing Eliza because of they both had terrible, terrible sicknesses, right? And then Missus Dashwood is looking at this, and he's like, "She's like, oh, he's distraught because he cares." And (laughs) Eleanor's like, "No, it's past trauma." (laughs) (laughs) Literally, but it is kind of an
1: interesting parallel.
0: Yeah. Colonel Brandon's been through it. Okay. I love him. I know. He's pretty good. So Mrs. Dashwood wants to take the girls back to Barton, and Colonel Brandon's like, hey, you can take my carriage. Um, just so Take my whip. It's better. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got that back row. <laughs> um, and he agrees to come visit them in a few weeks because basically Mrs. Dashwood is going to make it so that Colonel Brandon and Marianne get married
1: I love how hard everyone pushes for this I know like it's not just mom, it's everyone it's
0: every single person except Mrs. Jennings who thinks it's Eleanor and Colonel Brandon
1: no she's kind of at some point she gives that up and she's the
0: same even
1: even John comes around
0: yeah We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so the girls leave, and Colonel Brandon goes back to Delaford. And now that they're back, everything's kind of reminding Marianne of Willoughby. But she's like just kind of casually reminiscing at this point. A single tear down her face as she looks out the carriage window. She's just basically like,
1: <gasps> yeah. I mean, fair though. She hasn't been there since he left, basically, because they pretty much. Went to.
0: I think there was like a month time frame when he left and she was still in Barton. And then. Oh,
1: you're right, because Lucy's there and. Yeah. All that. But I mean, she really hasn't been there in a long time.
0: Yeah, she hasn't been there in three months now, I think.
1: Well, no, they spent like three months at Mrs. Jennings, didn't they?
0: Or only two. I thought Mrs. Jennings said three months altogether, but I don't know.
1: I don't know. They've been gone for months. Yeah this point and at least more than one right and leaving Cleveland took forever because um oh my gosh
0: Marianne Marianne
1: got sick sick. I totally blanked for a
0: second (laughs) so Eleanor hasn't told Marianne about Willoughby's visiting and his story and she's really nervous to like reopen that wound but they start taking a walk and Marianne's just kind of reflecting on everything that happened with Willoughby and how she's gotten to this point. And then she says that she never plans to find love again. And wants to concern herself solely with her family. Can I
1: just say, at this point, my note is that Marianne has a serious Ebenezer Scrooge moment. I Where was, she, like, wakes up on Christmas Day and she's like, I'm sorry! I'm sorry for everything I've done! Eleanor, you've done so much for me! And, like, I need to atone to God! And, like, all these... <laughs> She goes through and she's like, and Mrs. Jennings, I love her.
0: (laughs) I was just imagining, you know, when like you get super hungover for the very first time in your life. And then you're like the day after, you know, you're hungover for like 48 hours and you're like, I'm never drinking again. I will not even look at alcohol ever in my life again. This is like... When Marianne's talking about Willoughby, she's like, I will never find love. I will just... Oh, yeah. That's what I'm imagining. But I love your, like, Ebenezer Scrooge moment.
1: It is a Scrooge moment. Like, she totally is like, I'm going to be a changed woman. I, I was seen by all the ghosts while I was sick. and <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I will read eight hours a day. And I'm like, yeah, sure you will, Marianne. I will devote myself to love, charity, books, and the pianoforte. <laughs>
0: Literally. That's all she cares about. And she, And Well, not all she cares about, but she's like, I'm going to be so improved. Such a changed woman. No one will even recognize me next year.
1: But I love that. Like, she's finally like, it was every, I mean, as terrible as it was for her to get sick, it was like a good moment for her to like flip the switch and really mature.
0: Yeah. So at this point, she's like, oh, you know, I'm not living up to my full potential. I can do a lot more with my life kind of thing.
1: Right. And she's like, I just want to love my family. On Christmas. I'm just kidding. On but like, that is really what's happening. She's having the Christmas Day Scrooge moment.
0: Honestly. Um. So Eleanor's... God like, bless
1: us, everyone!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still need to read A Christmas Carol. I've seen, like, the uh, Disney version.
1: <laughs> with- Which one? Like, the one with Mickey Mouse or the animated one that Jim Carrey does? Because that one is creepy.
0: I haven't... I don't think I've seen the animated one. I've seen the one where it's uh, Scrooge McDuck.
1: Yes, that one's better. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but the Muppets one is very good. And there's like a 1970 version called Scrooge. That's my favorite.
0: I can't wait till at some point I do that on the podcast. We have to decide whether we're doing Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) Like Which version of this we get to watch is the movie part.
1: I feel like there's some that are more I actually think the Disney one follows the book I can't remember I've read like the play like yeah. the um... oh my gosh what's it called script yeah thank you I've read the script thing before um, in high school like it was in a textbook
0: oh weird
1: yeah mm. wait maybe not high school I think that was actually middle school
0: I'm just constantly realizing how much I'm let down by my literature teachers that didn't have us read anything. But you know that's fine.
1: <laughs> At them? No, I'm just kidding. It's
0: not their and, fault. I know. Like it's just our curriculum was strange.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: it's fine. We're doing you're it. You're now. making
1: up now. Yeah, you're making uh, up for
0: it. So, um. So after Eleanor tells everything. Oh, that what happened? Like Eleanor tells Marianne everything that happened with Willoughby. Marianne's just like bawling her eyes out, goes up to her room and asks Eleanor to tell their mother everything. And Eleanor's like, Great, now I have to do this twice. Yeah, but do you blame Marianne? Like she doesn't want to tell her the whole dang thing. Oh no. I I mean you also don't want to be like the third person to say something.
1: I also love that by the end of this book, there's like no secrets between the family anymore pretty much everything gets revealed
0: well by the end of this book we just have no margaret margaret's there she's there but like we're not there yet i know (laughs) (laughs) really quick when they talk about the two sisters being married off they're like oh they're so close and then everyone just forgets margaret exists she's not forgotten they talk about her (laughs) <laughs> but so barely, and she doesn't get married off or anything. Because she's like ten. I don't know how old she is. <laughs> like,
1: no, she's really young. Okay. She's still She's still young. She's like only like, she's like maybe fifteen at that point.
0: Uh, we'll get there and I'll we'll talk more. Because they about say it. she's not
1: young enough to be married.
0: Yeah. Or I mean, she's too young. Old to enough. Married.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scratch that. Reverse it. Uh.
0: So chapter forty-seven. Eleanor tells Mrs. Dashwood everything and all that happens with Willoughby and while she pities him she cannot uh he cannot be returned to his former glory and the eyes of Mrs. Dashwood. Sorry we, we're getting to the point in my notes that I wrote in the car so now like my handwriting's really bad and I'm just like <laughs> what did I say? She's being very
1: grown up here and they come to the conclusion that. She's actually much better off that she probably in the Mm -hmm. long term would not have been happy.
0: Yeah, they would end up
1: resenting each other.
0: That's Mrs. Dashwood said that she kind of pities him. This is Mrs. Dashwood talking, right? right Right, but then Marianne says what you said, but um,
1: and Eleanor kind of hits it home with yes, you guys would be in love, but you would have nothing, and for how extravagantly he lives, you would have never been enough.
0: Yeah. And he says, she basically says that, like, he would have found fault in whatever place he ended up with. Like, right now he's living in a loveless marriage, but he has money. Whereas if he was in Marianne's situation, he'd be in a love-filled marriage, but still have, like, have no money. And she would know about him having a child.
1: Right. So, I mean, I think it just comes down to, not that Marianne isn't worth it, it's just that he would never be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he's like he's he's stuck
1: selfish. Right, because he's he just wants everything. But you yeah. can't because you made a lot of mistakes in your life. So
0: yeah, literally. So on the following days, Eleanor sees that Marianne has uh not continued to gain any strength, which she seems to like kind of plateaued. So Margaret has now returned. Welcome back. Um,
1: Margaret, <laughs> star of the book, <laughs> yeah, the number one most important character. Dude, you'll like her in the movie. I'm excited.
0: Okay, because she does not have, like, any lines at all in the book whatsoever, so it'll be interesting to see her in the movie. She's cute in the movie. Oh. Um, so now Mr. Ferris is married, and no one told them, and they find out from, like, their servant, and there's, and, like... Their like, servant. Yeah, they're like, are you sure? And she, he goes, yeah, Lucy told me herself that she is now Mrs. Ferris and eleanor's bawling her eyes out Well, she's not no M- marianne is eyes. freaking out <laughs> yeah, marianne faints falls out of her chair balls her eyes out eleanor <laughs> looks like shell shocked mrs dashwood's like whoa 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 what's and the man sir it's like <laughs> he's like can i go now <laughs> he's like i've got some gossip <laughs> yeah and then lucy has the goal to say that she'll visit them soon But Eleanor's like, yeah, I know Edward's never going to come and visit me. Like, it's just not going to happen because that would be awkward. And then at this point, Mrs. Dashwood, because like Marianne has to go to her room. She's just broken up. And Mrs. Dashwood also sees that she needs to give Eleanor more attention than she has been because while Marianne's very outspoken about her feelings, she can tell that Eleanor keeps a lot of it bottled up. And she's like, oh, you're actually more distraught than I realized you were. Just because, you know, you keep it so under wraps.
1: I thought that was a sweet moment of her to yeah. realize that, oh, Eleanor's actually been going through a lot. And I didn't know.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. So, chapter 48. This is when Eleanor kind of realizes that she was still hoping the engagement would somehow fall apart. She, like, had all of her fingers crossed. All of her Which, toes who wouldn't? Crossed. Who wouldn't yeah. just
1: be like, oh, maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. So... Eleanor's you know feeling pretty blue looks out the window and sees Edward dismounting and she's like what's what's going on why are you here so Edward comes in looking all upset and everyone's like kind of confused and they ask if um Mrs. Ferris is doing well and he's like well I haven't seen my mom so I don't know (laughs) and she's like I think it's great writing (laughs) (laughs) they're like no like Mrs. Edward Ferris he goes you mean Mr. R- Mrs. Robert Ferris, and they're like, what do you mean, Mr. Robert? And Ferris? Eleanor immediately just starts crying. <laughs> yeah, Eleanor's like, oh, yeah. I'm just imagining she had like one of those moments where it's like you just like fist bump the air, <laughs> but she's like, she just, also like is crying, yelping. She's just like basically she's like, my man, my man. Oh yeah. So Uh, yeah, his brother married Lucy, and I was like, I'm sorry, what's happening, what's going on, and, like, I knew you were, I was trying not to have too many conversations with you outside of this call, so we could, like, talk about all of our feelings, but I was, like, three seconds away from calling you again.
1: It is a big shock.
0: Yeah. Especially when
1: she hears the news of it being Mrs mrs ferris like yeah how would there be any foundation for her to be with
0: robert i know my jaw was on the ground the literal ground i was just shocked and then everyone's basically like what is going on and then he gives no clues and goes for a walk (laughs) he's like i'm gonna need a minute (laughs) he's like wait brb
1: (laughs) When I read that, I was like, "Oh, he just like left for the day. That's a weird I know,
0: Me too. I was like, "Okay, Edward, like, drop that absolute bomb." And he's like, "I'm just gonna let that stew. I'll be back."
1: <laughs> he's so
0: <laughs> dramatic.
1: He's not dramatic. He's just so awkward.
0: <laughs> I know. But like, he's so awkward that it ends up being dramatic. You know. Right. she's like i'm uncomfortable i'll be back and then everyone's just like s- shell-shocked just sitting in their chairs and then i'm just like what do we do i'm just imagining eleanor's on the floor crying you know
1: just <laughs> like, like walks past it. her she's losing it for sure Leave.
0: oh my gosh and does a quick
1: turnaround though
0: yeah. So chapter 49. The entire reason Edward is there is to ask Eleanor to marry him. And I'm like, what is happening? I am shook. I am shaken. So three after, three hours after his arrival, Eleanor and Edward are engaged. Yep. And he says that he had long ago stopped loving Lucy, and he was miserable.
1: Which, like,
0: duh. Yeah, obviously.
1: Anyone that spent time with her was
0: miserable. shocked
1: once they found out. Like, once... Eleanor knows this whole thing about him and Lucy. She can't see it.
0: Yeah, she's like, he's not gonna have a great time, like. Right. So, basically, everyone is, like, happy that Eleanor and Edward are engaged now, but they're like, could you, like, please tell us what's going on? Because, um, what's happening? so he has to give the whole account of what the heck happened with Lucy. So, he explains that he um kind of had nothing going for him. And he was honestly super bored when he met Lucy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what he had, a reason
1: to get engaged. Well, he's
0: like, he had no friends at all. So he convinced himself that basically this friendship was love. Because when he went away, he found himself missing Lucy. And he had, like, no context of understanding that, like, this is friendship and this is how you care for someone. And not understanding that that's not always love. He's such a sheltered rich boy. I know, because it's like, they basically had gave him nothing to do after he graduated high school. And they're like, okay, you know.
1: He's like, might as well fall in love with this
0: Yeah, this he's girl. like, basically, he just didn't have anything to keep him occupied. So he just kept thinking about Lucy and hanging out with Lucy because it gave him something to do. And then she writes him and he's like. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's
1: not an educated woman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he didn't know.
0: I know. So, um, they get engaged. That all happens, because he's like, that's that's the play. And... Smart. Everyone, yeah, everyone's trying to figure <laughs> out how Lucy and Robert could have possibly have gotten married. And Edward said that he literally found out via letter while at Oxford. Like, That they were married! (laughs) That they were married. He had no idea. He says that they she was writing him loving letters the entire time. And then um she just randomly is like basically she says that like she knows that he cares for another person. Um Well she's just like, Hey, you don't
1: like me anymore, so I'm gonna do my own thing because he's got the money.
0: Yeah. She says, your brother has gained my affections entirely and we could not live without one another. And we have just returned from the altar. And because
1: of that, we've already been married. So I think that we're not engaged anymore. Yeah.
0: So, (laughs) and he says that like the entire time she was writing him affectionate notes. So he was like very shocked. And as soon as he got the letter, Within 24 hours, he packs it up and, like, hightails it over to Barton to go get engaged. He's like, hey, now I'm gonna get me an Eleanor. Yeah, he's like, all right, sounds good. Sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. Okay, anyways, bye. So, Mrs. Ferris apparently doesn't know about Robert's marriage still.
1: That whole thing is a mess. Like, they try to explain how it happened, but it's basically just the fact that he... Was trying to stop them
0: yeah so basically he and lucy started hanging out because he kept going over to lucy to like talk him out talk her out of marrying edward and basically tried to confuse her to the point where she would think it's not a good match anymore and that like edward's not a great guy and then robert started talking about himself a lot and then lucy started listening and like also talking about him and because Robert loves to talk about himself so much he fell in love with her because she would also talk about him
1: well and she also knows that he's gonna be the richer brother
0: yeah and uh, Lucy's like all right I'll jump ship and uh go after the richer one right and then she El- sucks <laughs> yeah Eleanor literally says that she thinks that Lucy purposely deceived her into believing that she had married Edward and I'm like yeah she definitely did.
1: I thought that was kind of an interesting thing cuz I didn't
0: think that before I read it. Well cuz she knows what everyone would have thought and she knows that was um Eleanor's servant. Right. So cuz normally you would say oh me and because she always refers to edward as edward she never refers to him as mr ferris right that's a good point too so to oh i'm sure
1: it's real i was just shocked by it like i mean i wasn't shocked i guess i just hadn't thought of it that way
0: yeah and then like edward basically is like yeah now that i kind of know her character it does not surprise me at all i know i love how he's just all of a sudden like oh yeah yeah lucy
1: lucy steals money from her sister
0: yeah yeah we haven't gotten to where they mentioned that yet, but I will talk about it when we get there. Oh sorry. I I think I went a little out of order in my notes. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. There's not like much in between it, but like Colonel Brandon comes over and um he came to visit uh so him and Edward could get better acquainted. Colonel Brandon is even happier that he decided to help Edward because now it helps Eleanor as well. And he like really cares about Eleanor. And then Edward and Colonel Brandon are becoming like really good friends. And I'm like, oh
1: they're bros they're like we both both love these sisters that love each other so we're all tight
0: yeah and they're like super awkward and they have a lot in common too so i just think that like
1: i think edward is
0: more awkward oh definitely but i think they're the kind of bros and homies that could just like hang out silently in a room together and still have like a great time just in each other's presence agreed so mrs jennings sent a letter to eleanor talking mad trash about lucy and in this letter, she says that Lucy stole all of Nancy's money, literally all of it. She has no pennies to her name and did not tell Nancy a single thing when she ran off to marry Robert. And so Nancy showed up at Mrs. Jennings crying and it's like, yo, here's what happened, which is how Mrs. Jennings found out because she, Mrs. Jennings says that like um, Lucy was literally there two days ago talking about Edward and her marriage.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So Mrs. Jennings gave um, uh, Nancy some money and sent her over to go be with um, one of her other relatives to kind of like get her closer to the doctor to hopefully, you know, set her up with something because, you know, Nancy's broke now. That's terrible. I know. And it's like, um, I don't understand why she even did that because Robert is loaded so why he's would you not know? loaded anymore, really? Well, he is because the mom still doesn't know. Well, true. So it's like he's still loaded. he's still got they're just greedy, money, though.
1: They're greedy yeah. people.
0: That's true. So John says everyone is wrecked, and Fanny and Mrs. Um, Ferris will never acknowledge Lucy. <laughs> so dramatic. I know such elitists in this yeah. family and then john says he wants ever to beg for forgiveness from his mother and edward's like nah fam i'm good thanks though so. he's like i'm just gonna go in person and yeah talk so, to her. <laughs> basically eleanor talks him into it and like you should probably reconcile with your family and also tell them that we're engaged and he's like fine so he decides that he's gonna go to london talk with them get this all sorted and he goes with Colonel Brandon to Delaford first to look at the house and they like start setting up repairs. So, you know, it'll be done when him and um, Eleanor move into it. And mm-hmm. then he carries on to London. So chapter 50. After some resistance, uh, Mr. Ferris says uh, that Colonel, uh, sorry, says that Edward is her son and he also reveals that he's exchanged to eleanor and mrs ferry's like but like what about miss morton she's <laughs> she just wants <laughs> someone to marry miss morton at this point
1: oh that part kills me
0: <laughs> and then edward's like nah and she basically doesn't want to repeat the same mistake so she consents to the marriage she doesn't give them much money though does she or at all she gives them 10,000 pounds, but I think it's a one lump sum. And oh. they said that it's like more than they had ever expected. Like they were expecting nothing. So it's, it's something. It's something. So Eleanor and Edward get married in early autumn. And the first month of their marriage, uh, they stay with Colonel Brandon. But then they move in, and everyone's visiting them, including Mrs. Ferris. Um, John shows up too and says he really wants Colonel Brandon as a brother, and Eleanor should force like, Mary no, Ann to be now around Mary more.
1: Ann should be with
0: Colonel Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: he I love that he thinks he's smart enough to like figure these things out and he's like never around.
0: <laughs> I know. He's like, mm, you know what? It actually was never you. <laughs> <Here we laughs> out,
1: Mary Ann. No, he still thinks that they should have ended up together. He says he's like kind of disappointed. <laughs> I know.
0: And Eleanor's and like, great, homie. Like, I'm already married. and
1: He's like, I guess he's got to marry Marianne. Yeah.
0: But he's <laughs> like, I just want him to be my brother. And, like, Eleanor's like, this is not my problem. Oh, yeah. So, Mrs. Ferris has also completely forgiven Robert because he is her favorite and also her baby and no one's surprised by this. And then, apparently...
1: She forgives Lucy, too, I think.
0: Yeah. So, oh, this is where they actually say that Robert sought out Lucy to get her to break up. That's that where that gets revealed, but, oh, well, we jumped in. I don't know
1: why that gets revealed so late.
0: That's weird. I don't know. So, Mrs. Ferris is way nicer to Lucy than to Eleanor because Lucy, like, sucks up real hard to Mama Ferris. Like, something awful. What happened to, like,
1: not acknowledging her existence (laughs) i know it
0: lasted like all of two minutes because robert goes and apologizes, and and then like a week later lucy goes and like begs forgiveness lucy's not smart no
1: well maybe
0: she's a little smart but like not in a good way yeah she's just conniving Mm -hmm. so marianne marries colonel brandon and she actually truly loves him in the last two pages of the book I was like we don't get any detail on that you're just gonna tell me that it happens like now I kind of just feel like she was swindled into it I'm a little nervous well
1: the movie I like the way they do it in the movie better but I think the idea is they get like they spend so much time together he cares for her so much and she knows he's a genuine person Yeah. and they were friends that just she ends up loving him as much as she loved Willoughby.
0: Yeah, they say that she does, but I'm like, you make me nervous. I feel like this is a little out of the blue. That's like one of the major critiques about this book. Yeah. And then all is happy and well. Oh, Aw. They basically even say that like the sisters never fight or anything and they just like hang out all the time because they're literally right next door to each other. Which is cute. (laughs) Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. So, so that we, is sense and sensibility. Thoughts, concerns, comments, questions. Dude, this book was spicier than I thought it was gonna be. I'm kinda mad it took me to the year of our Lord 2020 for me to start <laughs> reading Jane Austen. Like this is dramatic. And I just feel like I've been snubbed. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've robbed myself of many years of like great reading material next i've been told i need to read persuasion so
1: also uh i haven't read emma but the story of emma is the same as clueless oh really Mm -hmm.
0: i like vaguely remember clueless i don't really remember that much about isn't that the one where she marries her stepbrother kind of ex-stepbrother ex-stepbrother okay it's like very it's very loosely
1: no it's very loosely based off of
0: emma okay well i have to read that at some point but i liked it i rated a five out of five on goodreads what
1: the sense and sensibility Sensibility. yeah it's good i mean it's not an uh, american it's not a a classic for nothing
0: i know it is spice it's got flavor it's got drama like ugh. Very good. It's like there was no chapter that wasn't filled with some sort of drama, I felt like.
1: Yeah. There were only like a couple chapters where I didn't have that many notes.
0: Yeah. And like they're quick chapters. Yeah, they, it led you astray a lot of the time. Yeah. But She's was very good, good at
1: that. Um, I mean, it's really hard to compare apples to oranges, but now you can finally have your moment of comparing Pride and Prejudice
0: I literally can't compare them. I was trying to think about this before I even started the call with you, but, like, I, these books are so different, and I feel like I did a little bit of a disservice at the beginning comparing the two because I thought it was going to be, like, one of those things where they were going to be similar just because the writing is so similar, but it's not. It's not at all.
1: Right. That's why I was trying to tell you at the beginning. I'm like, you're going to find out that you really can't compare it. It's super different.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I feel like knowing what I know now, it'll be a lot easier for me to go into more um, I mean, there's still,
1: right. There's still, I mean, it's kind of hard because between these two books, there's a dichotomy of like Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility. And like I said before, Pride and Prejudice is much more focused on the love story. Whereas Mm -hmm. this one, it wraps up the love story like in the last chapter.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're like, here's drama, and then... And there's oh, such, yeah. like...
1: <laughs> there's, like, a frozen moment at the end where it's, like, sisterly love!
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally.
1: It's more important <laughs> than our husband!
0: <laughs> I know, and then they're like, oh, yeah, Margaret's here, too, by the way. Oh, and I forgot <laughs> to say, they literally said the... Um, Sir John's happy because Margaret's the age where she's starting to go to balls now so like the other two sisters are (laughs) married off and then Margaret's like party now they're like we gotta marry off Margaret
1: but she ain't old enough
0: yet I know she's (laughs) like barely 15 and Sir John's like time for you to find a husband
1: (laughs) I love it though I love that they've accepted her as like
0: a replacement <laughs> I know literally I just think it's so funny because every time anytime Margaret's mentioned it's basically like oh yeah the two favorite sisters the best in this world the close companions oh also Margaret
1: and Margaret
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Margaret
1: I know I love it though I think this book is really good I, I think both with um, I'm excited to talk about the movie with you mm-hmm. because I feel like it's also in Pride and Prejudice that there's some parts where I feel like the movie actually does something like a little bit more interesting than the book. I think. Yeah. Like yeah. especially for Pride and Practice, because that one's like very very Hollywood, like a very Oh yeah. Nice movie, you know. It's very cute. Where a sense and sensibility is a little bit older of a film. Um And I don't think it really strays from the plot of the book all that much. Like, I actually think that the way that they condense some of it makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I'm interested to see what you think. Yeah, I'm excited. So that's all we have on this episode of Sense and Sensibility. We will be watching the movie next time. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining me, Allison. Where can the people of the internet find you on your one social media that you share?
1: (laughs) it's because i don't know what else people would possibly follow me (laughs) but my instagram handle is uh at underscore alison eason underscore
0: yeah just rolls (laughs) off the tongue oh absolutely um so yeah that's all we have and we will be joining you in the next episode for the movie version with apparently alan rickman and the entire cast of harry potter (laughs) <laughs> From my understanding of it. <laughs> Plus, you, <hilarious>. Laurie. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. We'll have a great time. So, we will see you in that episode. Bye. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. As I mentioned, next week we will be talking about the movie, so if you want to go ahead and watch that, it's the one with Alan Rickman. I still don't know what year it is. I forgot. I'm sorry. But it's the Alan Rickman movie, so, of Sense and Sensibility. And then if you want to start reading The Great Gatsby so that you'll be ready for that, please do, and then we'll talk about it, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm very excited and we will have one of my friends on for that movie or that book. So, um, I'm sure you guys will really, really love it. It's going to be really great and I can't wait to talk about it with you all. And as I also mentioned, uh, we will be doing, um, the barely book club book for this next eight weeks will be the priority of the orange tree. So if you want to read that with us, please do. And it's barelybookishcom slash connect, and it'll have the discord link for you and everything. And I'm sure you guys will love it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm very excited because I've been nervous to read it myself. And I think this is a great way to do it. But that's kind of all I got for you guys. Um, Thank you all so much for hanging out. Our logo was designed by my sibling Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux. And yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next one. In which we will discuss every person from Harry Potter in Sense and Sensibility. Because that's what we do here. Yeah. All right. Bye.